Buckle up, excellence junkies, because this podcast is definitely for you. Welcome to Rocket Fuel. Do you wish that you could surround yourself with people that love to kick ass just like you? Well, come to my party, baby, and meet some of the brightest stars in the entrepreneurial galaxy because it is my mission to give these entrepreneurs a platform to declare what they are on this planet to accomplish and to show you why they are rocket fuel. Woohoo! And we're live today, guys. Wow. My oh my, what an intro. What an intro. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's well-deserved because, guys, we have such a supercharged interview today because what I'm very excited about is Rocket Fuel is about busting you out of mediocrity. And sometimes mediocre is excellence. Does that even make sense? So the point is, if you're already good at what you're doing, it kind of winds up being average for you, right? And so today we're going to talk about sales and particularly people that already kind of kick ass at sales and what can you do to bust out of your version of mediocrity, which is like, like brain exploding. So today we are going to talk to the wizard, the grandmaster, the mad scientist of subconscious language, right? The use of words, the magical influence of words. I love it. Paul Ross. Woo! Round of applause. Well, Wanda, before we begin this exploration of the power of subconscious language to explode your sales and take you out of your excellent zone into the extraordinary zone, I'm not sure at which points your listeners will stop and find a growing fascination as they listen to the sound of my voice. But as that's taking place, I just feel so proud to be the person who's leading them in that new direction. Oh, man. Okay, so if you guys have not figured out Paul Ross is also a master hypnotist. So so be careful. Do not drive while listening to this episode. <laughs> Probably a good warning. We should put that, that little disclaimer there. Yeah, pull over. No, this is just really exciting. And Paul, I am very excited to be able to, to introduce you to our Rocketeers because you specifically focus on this world of language and subconscious language and influence. So tell me what that even means like why is even going into the subconscious mind like something that we should be interested in sure well remember that you're never selling your product or service you're always selling decisions and good feelings about decisions now right there that's a mic drop and understand that our most important decisions are made on the subconscious level we fill in the data the facts the figures the numbers to justify our decisions that are made on the subconscious level That's the first thing. The second thing to understand is that language structures consciousness, shapes decisions, and drives behavior. So if you are leaving out the power of subconscious language to communicate to the real decision maker, which is your subconscious or unconscious mind, doing that to your prospects or with your prospects, then you're leaving a tremendous amount of money on the table. All right. I need to unpack this. So... The subconscious mind. So you're kind of telling me that in most cases, we're kind of not really considering what's going on in our prospect's brain on a different level, right? We're kind of focused on just what's going on here. Yeah, we're too specific. We're giving facts, data, figures, numbers before we think to ourselves, 
wait a minute, what state of mind, what emotional and mental filters do I want my prospect to receive my information through? May I throw you out a metaphor, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's say I have a sheet of gold foil and a sheet of cardboard, and I want to conduct the current of electricity through them. Not a trick question. Which one's going to conduct the electricity? The gold foil, exactly. I think. Oh, my exactly. God. Did I Not mess a up? Question. Okay. So consider your prospect's state of mind, their state of consciousness, to be like that conductive medium. Do you want them in that cardboard state of boredom, distraction, no focus, which, by the way, because we're now overwhelmed and overstimulated and we have too many options, that's the default setting for most of your prospects, no matter what platform you're using. Mm. Do we want them in that state or do we want them in the states of focus, pre-programmed, preconditioned to believe you, preconditioned to want to buy from you? As crazy as that may sound, I can show people how to use the power of subconscious communication to create those states in people very, very rapidly. You don't have to use traditional rapport techniques like matching and mirroring posture and breathing or any of that. You can use it through language that's precision directed to the subconscious mind. Outrageous claim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so right now I'm just like, Oh, what is he saying? This is just too big for me, right? So help me understand if, like, sure, it's help sure, me confirm sure, that I understand. Sure. Okay, I'll give you an example. I'm okay, gonna yeah. share. I'm gonna share five words that will create an instant rapport and create the illusion in the mind of your prospects on the subconscious level that they want to follow you and you're a trusted leader. All right. Okay. I'll say something like this, and I did it actually at the beginning of the show. I use very vague language. We do not want to make the message clear. I'm very contrarian. In the beginning of our communication, we do not want to make the message clear. We want to be so vague. You, you know what? I want to pause here because before we get into like understanding any of these techniques, I think the whole thing is like, why should I even care about all of this? Like, it seems, it seems like, oh my gosh, do I need to like memorize things and, and, no, no. and such? But the whole point is like, why is language important to understand in the communication process in general and in, in sales? Can you just kind of like wind it back to like the sure. very basics? Sure. The very basics is the very basics are this language is the medium through which we communicate and make meaning of the world. Humans are meaning-making, map-making machines. Mm. If I don't create the meaning for my prospect first, they'll impose their own meaning, which is usually skepticism. I don't know if I should do this, confusion. So we need to create those states of clarity, of wanting to buy, being totally focused on us very, very, very rapidly. And that's mm. what language does. Mm. And the further thing is, I don't know if I should bring this up, but think about this. If you think about the last time you had a high ticket sale or a high ticket client, mm -hmm. if you had strategically used your words in a way that opened up their subconscious decision making process, how would it have made a difference in your sales? Because right. here, here's the thing. Let me get back to that specific example, if I may. Okay. Okay. All right. If I was making a presentation, I wouldn't say, well, before I present this to you, ask any questions you want, because that frames it as something I'm doing to someone. Mm -hmm. Instead, I would say, before we begin this exploration together today, now, what do those words imply? We together explore. We implies that we're already on the same side of the table. Together implies that it's something we're sharing. Explore. For every exploration, there must be a leader. And for every leader, there must be a 
follower. Follower, yeah. exactly. So you're already implying, not stating it. I'm not stating, I am your leader, you will listen to me and believe me. I'm implying it. So by using language, you can imply things that create the subconscious perception that this person is my leader. I want to listen to them. I want to follow them. Now, think about that. Think mm. about the consequences about that. How would it make your sales process easier if you were able to create that desire to follow you, that willingness to believe you in the first two minutes of any presentation? Or yeah, it's, it's so it's very interesting that you're saying that because a sales experience, even if a prospect kind of knows like that's the deal, right? Where they're looking to solve a problem and blah, 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 and all of this stuff. But there often winds up being this like just this static it's like this energetic, like ickiness that's in the air. So you're saying that literally you could kind of clear that and like reset the mode or the energy around communication by using some of these words, like literally in the beginning yep. of the conversation. Yep. yep. In, in fact, I would never say, please ask the questions that come up. I would say, please share the questions that come up. That's it. That's a subtle difference, but subtle is significant. What's the difference between asking a question and sharing a question? Mm -hmm. When we ask, it's me doing something to you. When you share, it's something that we do together. And share is also a very powerfully, positively, emotionally loaded term. We're mm -hmm. told as children, share with brother, share with little sister. Share is something that's good, that has a powerful emotional charge. Mm -hmm. So at each little level, we select our words we select our words to build and continue to build on that state of being suggestible, of wanting to believe us, of being willing to be open to our message. Mm. I have to ask, because you are clearly like you're in the zone. I'm like, I have so much to teach you. Ba, 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 right. What even got you interested in, in this? Because you are just <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm I, I, like the beans. I'm a, I am a uh -huh. former and sometimes a side hustle seduction coach. So, so <laughs> yes, uh, for 30 years. Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me with your voice. <laughs> well, thank you. But no, what does that mean? Well, what that means is I've taken guys who, you ever known a guy who's a good hearted guy, a guy who fairly presentable, but he was always the big brother, the best friend. Oh, buddy. in the friend zone all the time. In the friend zone. So I teach guys how to get out of the friend zone into the bleep zone. <laughs> Really the language. And this came to my own story of being a geeky. I'm 6'2", about 2'10". I'm a little chubby. Back then in my college days and early adulthood, I was 6'2", 127 pounds. And mm -hmm. I could not get a lady in a woman's prison with a fistful of pardons. <laughs> I was just unattractive. And so I spent years trying to figure it out, and then I stumbled on a discipline called NLP. I don't want to get into a technical discussion about NLP, uh -huh. but it taught me how to use my words to get over my own shyness and then to communicate ways that were very seductive, very attractive. And Whoa. I thought, wait a minute, I can teach other guys how to do this. Cut to the chase. Mm -hmm. I taught thousands of guys and around 2006. I not only started getting emails with pictures of family and children, I started to get students communicating to me that, hey, I met the woman of my dreams and I've been using your stuff for sales. My sales have gone up for like 300, 400%. Wow. Well, okay. So I'm just like, whoa. All right. But it totally makes sense, right? This, if you can utilize the power of language to break down some of those preconceived, like, 
barriers those that somebody may have a woman may have for you you're trying to kind of come out of like that disadvantaged spot right i mean it's super powerful if you can use this for relationships it would make sense that all of a sudden people were like why would i discontinue using it like right it's relationships in general and that's what sales is so you had some of your clients now say these learnings are going to continue to serve me and they just kind of self-applied it to yeah and then what i did is i'm being i'm restlessly creative and constantly dissatisfied with like what i create i always want to go to the next level so i dove it back into my mad scientist language lab <laughs> and i thought well you know i'm i'm off the cuff i've been called the wizard of words and mad scientist of sales and some other names i won't repeat here <laughs> <laughs> and so i dove back into my lab i thought let's start applying this and see how it works and i took some selective clients some very hard-hitting go-getters and i thought let's see if i can up their numbers which is what I started to do. And this sounds crazy. I, I, a lot of what I say is out of the box. I disconnect the dots. I color outside the lines. And my message to people listening to me, it's the very ways of thinking and feeling and acting that are so far outside of what you're used to doing Mm -hmm. that hold the potential of bringing you the results that are so far outside of what you're used to enjoying and receiving. Mm -hmm. So I began to apply it with some very high-powered clients that they were seeing crazy results and i trained all different kinds of people from all different walks of sales and influence and they were all getting spectacular results so i thought okay dummy there's gold and then there are hills start teaching those people yeah as a side hustle if you have like if you can pay me like ten thousand dollars an hour and you want some seduction training i'd be willing to do that (laughs) (laughs) well how kind of you how kind of you but the thing is is that you can show the results so tell me about i know that you love to work with people that are kind of already successful and so why do you feel like they're most receptive to working on this like subconscious language or this invisible influence i think there are a couple reasons but First and foremost, they're always looking for the edge. They know that they're already doing their best, but their best is not good enough. They know that they're doing excellent, but they want to do extraordinary. And also, to be quite frank, some of them want to crush their competition. You don't have to have that mindset, but a lot of them want to hear the bones of their competition breaking. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll work. And also, I enjoy people who are already found that sweet spot. They're good. But yeah. they go, wait, wait, there's something missing. My traditional courses are just repeating themselves. I've taken all the trainings. You're just saying what everyone else is saying. I need something different. Yeah, and it so makes I'm sense because different. they're at that point, they're kind of receptive and teachable. Like it's it winds up being this enjoyable process to refine their craft, right? Versus being like in this desperate zone. It's like- Exactly. And I will and have turned down clients because they don't have that mindset. I don't mean to be rude or mean to anybody. I don't want to have to drag someone through the mud or pull emotional teeth. That's what I had to do with my seduction and dating students. Mm. Now I'm free to deal with people who are already competent, already good and already driving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like what I said earlier. It's like when excellence becomes mediocre, right? So like excellence from the external world, but like, you know, that you could do better. And so it winds up being a little meh for you. And, and it makes sense. And there's this extra drive around it. And so I could see, so I know that, I mean, this could be very heavy, like for some folks listening, what I do want to do is, is just skip right 
to the value bomb that you created because my rocketeers know that every single time that we interview an expert, I don't want you to just be like inspired. I mean, listening to Paul, you're going to be like, holy crap, my brain is melting, right? But I want you to do something about it. And so Paul put together not only this great value bomb, but actually this is part of a five-part series that you'll receive. So this is pretty special, but it's called the power of invisible influence. And so it's going to dig deeper into what we just talked about. And and I'm very thankful, Paul, that, that you put this together because I think like once somebody understands like, okay, wait, there's something else I can layer onto excellence, they need to kind of sit with what that is. And you put together this great just a tickler, I call it on. All right. These are the different ways that specifically language can influence the sales process. And then it's there's an exercise so that you can actually like reflect back, which is really, really cool. So this is how you get it. Uh, clearly, I'm very excited about this piece because I think it serves my rocketeers really well. But if you are an already successful salesperson, you know, like, you know, your jam, you know, you do a good job, but you know, you could be better. You want to crush your personal best. You want to crush the competition. You just want to be better because you know, extraordinary is in your sights, right? I want you to pull out your phone right now. You're going to text compel, which I love. Compel, C-O-M-P-E-L to four. 11321 if you're in the US, all right? And you will receive the power of invisible influence. And you're actually going to receive this five-part series because there's a lot. I mean, you could clearly hear from Paul. There is a lot to drop. And yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, How am I gonna do this? We're like, you're totally gonna do this. This is amazing. So this is like a super duper 5X like value bomb here. All right. For those rocketeers outside of the US, I shall never forget you. You're gonna text compel to plus one nine oh nine seven four one one three two one and i'm pretty sure that by the time this episode comes out we're also going to be on whatsapp so give it a try right uh, open up whatsapp and message one nine oh nine seven four one one three two one and the message is compel now in both of these situations make sure to provide your email address if we ask you because that's how you're going to get this in your email inbox Alrighty. so this was kind of a tough exercise like figuring out what the heck do i i share because there's so much <laughs> indeed <laughs> yeah i mean you you really did a wonderful job and i think it's a huge service to the audience to to do this but tell me a little bit more about if i'm already doing well right because this is fascinating to me i i will say like I'm not, I don't feel comfortable in the sales zone. Um, whoa, 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 we could be coachable there. I know. We'll you there. You're I know. not a salesperson, you're a decision service technician. You're not a salesperson, you're a decision service technician because remember, you're selling decisions and good feelings about decisions. So if you don't like calling yourself a salesperson, consider yourself a decision service technician. I'm sorry I interrupted you. But no, I'm just, my brain is falling apart. Okay, no, but this is this is important because it is a mindset thing. So your use of language literally just shifted my brain, right? And so uh, some of the stuff that you actually have talked about like when we were talking about preparing this value bomb series was that it's not just about using language on your prospects, it's also the language that you use yes. on yourself. Yes, absolutely because Again, the way we speak to ourselves and the questions we ask ourselves determines what our behavior can be. 
And in fact, there's three little words I share. I don't know if I want to share them here. Maybe I just want to encourage you. Yeah, share. Share. Give me the goodies. So when I coach, Mm -hmm. my clients will say to me things like, you know, I just can't close the high ticket clients or I just am not Mm -hmm. disciplined or whatever it is. And I share three words. Those three words are up until now. Up until now, it was my experience that I didn't have the skills to close my high ticket clients. When you use those words up until now, what does it do? It takes the stated limitation. It does two things. It binds it in time. It says, yes, I had a problem, but it's in the past. And we do that to get rapport with the unconscious mind. I don't want to get too technical, but here's the thing. Traditional teaching is if you say, I can't do something, just repeat, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Yeah. The problem with that is your unconscious mind has a 10,000 examples of where you couldn't do it. It says, no, you can't. Right. It's like you're freaking liar, right? It, yeah. That's why like affirmations at some point kind of seem a little like BS, right? Because exactly. it's like, it's like you're telling yourself and just because you're saying it like five bazillion times, that doesn't mean that on your subconscious, you're ready to and believe you're, it. You're insulting your subconscious mind because the subconscious mind remembers all those mistakes. So you get rapport with the subconscious. You say, I say up until now. It's acknowledging that it's acknowledging that you have the problem, but it's also making it not about who you are. It's making about a lack of skills. It's very hard to change someone's sense of identity. It's relatively easy to change the sense of skill. Absolutely. Like literally, can you just say that again? Do you even remember what you said? It's very difficult to change a person's sense of identity. It's relatively easy to change their beliefs about their skills. I learned this in working with these 40, 50 year old virgins who would come to me and say, I'm just lousy with women. At first Mm. I tried to get them to believe, no, you're good with women. That didn't work. So I came up with those three words. Up until now, it was the case that you didn't have the skills Mm. to be successful and that immediately reframed them it opened up all the neurocircuitry i happen to believe and the science is beginning to show that language can actually open up different neuronets different neurocircuitry and make available to you the ability to actually change Woo! That's really powerful because this is like I one I got goosies, but I got a little teary. I think that's super important for people to recognize whether you're struggling or not when you've been just believing that this is just who you are inherently. Like I can't change that. Right. Yeah. I guess I'm just this type of person. And right? Without stepping, you know, I want to speak into that. We are evolutionary, evolutionarily hardwired to look for what isn't working. That's how we're hardwired. If we had saw the grass rustling, we didn't have time to figure out, is that something that I can go catch and eat or is that the saber-toothed tiger? We ran. So we are hardwired to look for what isn't working and to label our identity for, as something that's not good, that just doesn't work. Mm. This happens even to the most successful person. And what's traditionally taught enrages me. Oh, just say affirmations that I am good enough. I am. It didn't work for me when I was a 29 year old virgin. It didn't, uh, mm-hmm. there, what a confession. <laughs> and even the most right high powered rocket fuel, <laughs> even the most high powered person mm-hmm. still has those what I call imposter syndrome. And that imposter mm-hmm. syndrome is exactly comprised of those kind of statements. And so traditional sales training says just be positive. And I say if that worked, if that really worked, then everyone who took the trainings would be getting the results, which obviously isn't true. Or on the other hand, like fake it till you make it. 
sort of thing where it's tough because inherently in those words you're saying that you're, you're not you're not being true like no, it's I would literally say telling you to be an imposter and just suck it up and accept being an imposter which is like toxic i would say expand it until you encompass it so mm. expand your sense of impossibility strike that expand expand your it until expand you your it. sense expand your sense of possibility to encompass a new level of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that up until now, because I can easily say, if I say to myself, I have, I'm just not a good salesperson, then that's just who I am. So now I'm trying to like add, like add cover. Like I'm trying to put lots of cover up makeup on the not good salesperson. If that's like where I keep my brain. But if I say up until now, what would I say to myself up until now? It has been, the, it was my experience. It was my experience. That, by the way, that's a very, very clever little use of words. When you say it's my experience, it implies that it's not your reality. It's not a hard fixed reality. It was just your experience. Mm. Up until now, it was my experience that I had not learned the skills mm -hmm. in order to enjoy my, and X would be the result. Right. And you know what? I don't suck at sales. No. So what I'm realizing as, as what you're saying is I just, my perception of it. So I love the decision-making technician, right? Was that what it? Yeah. A decision yeah. service technician. I'll yeah. tell you something else. Being a salesperson is heroic. Mm. You as a salesperson are heroic. And here's what I mean. Most people, your prospects come to you with a very limited sense about what they deserve, what they can enjoy. When you expand, when you get them off that, one of the value bombs is about destroying objections through breaking mm. rapport. Mm. I say you need to break rapport and shock people out of their out of their stuck zone. So, mm. wow, I'm really throwing stuff at people. <laughs> when people people are going to have to listen to it. Instead of like on two times, you're going to have to listen to it on like slow-mo because it will capture every capture, word. Capture. So when you take someone who comes to you with a limited sense of what they can enjoy, what they deserve, what they can have ownership over, and you expand their sense of what's possible for themselves in their life, that's a heroic thing to do. You're actually taking the chains off. See, for me, sales is about two things. Yes, it's about getting your suggestions in your prospect's mind. That's true. Mm -hmm. But it's also expanding their mind to include your ideas. Mm -hmm. And expanding someone's mind is a heroic thing to do because you're taking chains of impossibility and you're breaking them off so they can get a new view of what they can enjoy in their life. That's no BS. I really believe that reframe. So yeah. how do your sales now begin to change in all ways as you recognize for yourself that what you're doing is not a scam, it's not hurting, it's heroic. Right, right. And the idea of, I mean, although it may be an adrenaline rush to be like, oh, I want to crush my personal best. I want to crush, you know, my competition, all of that stuff. Just reframing even the words that go into your mind about what your mission is and how how what you are doing is heroic in providing solutions to people that, that need them. It is true because when I think of how frustrated I get, if I didn't have a quote unquote successful sales experience, right? I feel like I, I did a disservice because I truly believe that whoever I'm in a conversation with truly could benefit 
from what I'm, I'm talking about. And so I can see the value of the words that I chose going back and saying, oh, why did I say that? Or when when you say a certain thing and all of a sudden you see them like kind of close up or you feel like the energy of like, oh, I just put them in a protective zone. What happens? Can you give us a tip if I'm in that sales situation and all of a sudden you realize that something you said totally like locked up the energy how can you kind of open it up again or is it just well, lost <laughs> well i don't know we this is a long story i don't know how much time we have to, to tell the story <laughs> i'm uh, gonna give you a minute <laughs> all right long story short uh-huh. when i was teaching seduction the student gave me 10 grand to take him out to a restaurant and teach him how to pick up women uh-huh. i said 90 minutes 10 grand this guy got shot down drinks on his face slapped in the face I said, let's get out of here. We're in the parking lot waiting to leave. This is back in the 90s. I saw a very attractive woman. I said, look, there's a very attractive lady waiting for her cap. Went in the wrong ear and she got furious. She proceeded to curse at me in ways that would make a sailor blush. My student got very angry. He went to charge her and I put my arm out. I said, no, look at her. She can do whatever she wants. We decide how we respond. Look at her. She's someone's sister. She's someone's daughter. She's someone's best friend. Somewhere, she's deeply loved. And there was a minute of, she stopped yelling. There was a second of confusion. Then she burst into tears, ran across, threw her arms around me and said, I've never felt such loving energy from anyone. That was the most loving thing anyone's ever said. I'm so sorry. She wound up asking me for my phone number. I said, sorry, I'm working right now. (laughs) What's the point of that story? I didn't buy into her negative response. I interrupted her pattern. So I teach pattern interrupts as a way of destroying objections. It's one of the value bombs that I'm most proud of, the one on destroying objections, because I'm teaching a fundamental human communication principle. You never take your prospect or the other person's first response as written in stone, and you don't buy into their story. Instead, Mm -hmm. you stay grounded. You come from a place of compassion and flexibility in your communication. That's the answer. Interrupting their pattern and utilizing the energy of that pattern, the information that's in there. I could have argued with her. I could have apologized to her. But those are the things she expect. Right. I did something totally unexpected and broke her pattern. Pattern interrupts are extremely powerful. And they required that I stay out of rapport with her. Had I been in rapport with her, I would have matched her energy. and gotten Oh, right, right. I yeah, broke so it rapport. Felt right. I broke rapport. I broke rapport. And I just want to say, how dare you break rapport? That's one of the holy sayings. You never (laughs) try always be in rapport. No, no. In my crazy way of thinking, with the subconscious sales advantage and invisible influence, you must break rapport at certain points in the sales process. Yeah. It's kind of like, why should you fall into that, their same wavelength? You have to put them on a different track and recognizing that you have the ability to do that. Sometimes we feel like, oh boy, now I have to ride the energy that the prospect, you know, just put us on. No, and I'll tell you something else. Your prospects have very weak grip on their frame. And here's what I mean by that. They usually only have one or two autopilot responses. Once you get rid of those, you disarm them. Can I give away more than I should? Please, please, <laughs> yeah, please. I mean, come on. Look at the language he used. No, uh, you can't. <laughs> all right, I want. Yes, no, yeah, go so for one it. Of the, here's an example of the pattern interrupt. 
I call it a counterexample. Uh-huh. So one of the most common examples, uh, the objections we get, Toy Boat, is <laughs> I need more time to think it over. Mm-hmm. So my response is, I understand. Have you ever taken a long time to think something over and it still turned out to be a horrible decision? Now, right there, that's a giant pattern interrupt. Like, what? <laughs> what? The, and it erases the objection. It literally gives the person objection amnesia. And then I can follow up by saying, maybe it's not about time, but about the clarity you need to recognize a great decision's being made. Now, notice I'm being vague. I didn't say what the great decision is, so they fill in the blank with their own mind. Do you get it? Yeah, write that stuff down. Rocketeers, this is crazy. All right, so clearly we could go on forever and ever. What I love is that you're, I mean, you are so into this and you're so giving because you know that it has impact. I mean, you you did it to change people's personal lives. And honestly, to do it on the sales side, as much as we could say, yeah, you know, get the cutting edge and be extraordinary or whatever, but it is important that we at least come out of that sales conversation feeling like we did our best to serve that person. And so this skill of being able to master the words that we say to ourselves, the words that we say to our prospect, how we handle their, this is gold. And I mean, I think it's it's valuable for anybody, but I could definitely understand, like if you already think that you're good, <laughs> meet scientist, mad scientist, Dr. Paul Ross. I, I mean, you're not a doctor, but I, uh, I shall it. call you. The Doctor Wizard of Life. I play Doctor on my dates. Oh, I should have said that. Oh my goodness! Now I'm going to get hate mail. Send hate mail to Wanda. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I love I hope you can see here. one thing. I hope you can see the joy on my face as yeah. I do this. I this is one of my great joys. I told my now ex girlfriend. I said, "Honey, I love you, but I'd rather teach than make love." <laughs> <laughs> I ex girlfriend, but it's, I love. That's what my, she's actually my age doing one is less work than the other. Oh my goodness! So yeah, uh, if, if, if you want to see too. his, I know. If you want to see his face, go onto our YouTube channel. You have to have to watch um, this episode as well, Paul. This was incredible. I want to give the audience, the Rocketeers, an, another opportunity to text for this value bomb. I'm serious, guys. Paul has put a lot of effort into sharing this knowledge now. He is the founder of the Subconscious Sales Advantage, and and I'm going to talk for a second after this about how you serve people, but right now, this is how we can serve you. If you're jazzed about this, if you got the goosies, if you're like, ooh, Nelly, when you were listening to any of this stuff, you need to pull out your phone now. Don't do it later. Pull out your phone now. Text COMPEL to 411321 if you're in the U.S. If you've never texted a catchword before, we'll ask you for your email address, okay? Check your email to make sure that you got the power of invisible influence. It's actually part one of a five-part series that he's going to deliver to you, which is amazing. And then you'll be able to get access to all these other resources that are designed to completely, massively increase your sales by actually leveraging this power of subconscious persuasion that Paul is talking about, which is really just, it's a superpower. If you're outside of the US, then you could text the plus one, 909-741-1321. Check it out on WhatsApp and don't forget to provide your email address. So quickly, I just want to explain to people, how are you currently serving people? Is it is it one-on-one? Is it group? Like, How can people work with you? Well, currently what I'm doing is working one-on-one with VIP clients. That's what I do and do understand I do vet people very carefully because I want to enjoy 
the person I'm working with. I turned down, this is no lie, I turned down a client the other day because based on the initial conversation, I politely emailed him and said, I really don't think we're a good fit. I don't see that it would be good for me to be working with you. So, so who is a good fit? Tell me. A good fit is someone who's first and foremost has a really open mind. This is not your traditional sales process. Mm. If, you're, if you have a very, very open mind and you're curious about the way things work, then this is for you. Makes sense. Right. The second thing is you have to, have to, have to really recognize there's a next level. Third thing is you better have a sense of humor. (laughs) I'm pretty funny and uh, you you have to have a sense of humor or that's just not going to go. Absolutely. And I say yes, yes, yes to, to all of those things. But I could imagine that if you're pretty good at what you do, but you're in this zone of like, yeah, I know that I've heard about this or, or whatever, then I could automatically see you, Paul, lovingly saying bye-bye because bye-bye. there's no question that there is so much to learn. I mean, I know you teach people, but then there's mastery, right? And so that's where the opportunity to work with you one-on-one, yeah. I, I know you know, people have had um, incredible results, but I just want to share this with the audience because I I do think it's important in anything. So I'm going to step back for a moment, Rocketeers, in anything that you do, you have to be ready to take that next level. And part of being ready is to shut off the things that say, oh, I already know that. I read about that. I did it. That doesn't make you teachable. And you need to be a sponge because, Paul, there is so much juicy juiciness <laughs> to absorb. You have so much knowledge to, to give. And so for those of you that are and, sponges. And there's one more thing. One more thing. I don't need to step on you. You have to be willing to put in the work because this is unfamiliar. I'm a great teacher. I will take you by the hand, but sometimes I kick you in the ass. Mm-hmm. It's just the truth. If you're not willing to occasionally get some gentle correction from a foot, and I'll mostly take your hand, then I'm not a good fit because I want people to get results. I don't want to see their faces for five years, 10 years. I want them to get the results and get out of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so what's great is get the value bomb guys. If this is intriguing, get the value bomb. They're awesome. They're really, really awesome. But also you provided a link so that if somebody just wants to, to meet you and talk right. about this, then they can access you immediately. So I thank you for that. Thank you so much, Paul Ross, the founder of the subconscious sales advantage, the invisible influence and the mad scientist of words, words, words. I truly appreciate it. And to you guys, my wonderful Rocketeers, I hope that you have amazing and amazing rockin' day. Have a good one, bye. Oh yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Look, every one of our episodes is boosted by a value-packed keyword called a catchword, yeah. This allows our audiences to text to receive even more value from our guests. So take advantage of that great value. And if you share your expertise by guesting on podcasts or TV or speaking in front of live or digital audiences, then you're leaving anonymous fans behind. So go get a catchword at catchwords.com, K-E-T-C-H words.com and use podcast 20 as a promo code for 20% off your setup fee. Look, make sure to rate review and subscribe the rocket fuel podcast so you never miss your jolt of rocket fuel until next time adios